Well, hello and welcome to Seed Stories. I am your host, Zeke Greenside. And I'm Tom. On each episode, we'll showcase a different seed variety through stories, growing techniques, plant origins, and seed saving techniques. And without further to do, this week's seed is... The yellow-eyed bean variety is in the Phaseolus genus with the scientific name Phaseolus vulgaris. Yellow-eyed beans are primarily ivory-colored with tiny mustard-colored markings surrounding the eye of the inner seam of the bean. Yellow eyes are about a half an inch in length, oval-shaped with a mild, almost sweet flavor and mealy texture. The yellow-eyed bean are a bush type growing about 18 inches tall, mature in 90 days, and are hardy and prolific. It is considered an open-pollinated variety. The yellow-eyed bean... Hey, wait, hold on. Uh, sorry, Zach. What does open-pollinated mean? Good question, Tom. Open-pollinated refers to a seed that will breed true to type, or produce seeds that will then produce a fruit that will look like the parent plant. Okay, so basically it means it's reliable to save seeds and it'll look the same from year to year? Yeah, that's right. This comes fairly easy for beans as their flowers are self-pollinating, containing both male and female parts. I see. I think I remember reading in the Seed Garden by Seed Savers Exchange that bean flowers pollinate before they even open. Yes, exactly. Many beans are the same species, this Phaseolus vulgaris, and will breed true to type. Although, nature is not clear-cut. It's a spectrum. Dude, nature's like a spectrum. So if you're growing for seed production or want a bean to have a reliable phenotype or physical look, even a self-pollinating bean flower might find a bee or insect that could potentially cross the two bean varieties. So how do you prevent cross-pollination? We could prevent cross-pollination by isolating the two varieties. What I usually do for isolation with beans is just plant another crop in between your two bean varieties, at least 10 to 20 feet apart. Overall, cross-pollination in beans is very rare, but you still want to take some precaution. I think I'm starting to get it now. Hey Tom, what are the three top varieties of yellow-eyed bean? The three most popular varieties of yellow-eyed bean are Kennerly, Steuben, and Maine. Steuben yellow-eyed bean can be traced back to at least the 1860s where they were used for Boston baked beans in New England. The Ken Early yellow-eyed bean were originally developed in Kentville, Nova Scotia for an early and uniform harvest. The Ken Early is very similar to the Maine yellow-eye but matures more uniformly for easier harvest and has a slightly larger eye. This bean is excellent for baked bean suppers and hearty winter soups where the beans cook down to a rich creamy broth. Thanks Tom. Now we'll be speaking with Dr. Sue Wicca, who teaches a Sociology of Ag class at M State Fergus Falls and is active in the Sustainable Farming Association of Minnesota Central Chapter. Her and her husband Tom Preve are the owners of Paradox Farm in Ashby, Minnesota. They raise ducks, turkeys, chickens, goats, sheep, and grow a variety of plants on their beautiful 160-acre homestead. The yellow-eyed bean is one of many that Sue saves year to year. I like the bean. I came by these yellow-eyed beans at one, the end of one of the uh, sessions at the Indigenous Farm Conference a couple years ago, and I was very attracted to them. Not only do they have a beautiful coloration, but uh, they have a very pleasing shape. So I've been raising them for a few years, and last year it was interesting. I was waiting for them to dry down. I like to use as many the natural processes in seed saving as much as I can, and 
The location that I had was very sunny and I was letting them dry on the vine and a couple of my uh, yearling dolings decided to break in and they found these beans to be very delicious. Mm. So I guess it's two hooves up from the goats. So they're yeah. not only appealing to me and my friends and family, but the goats really like them too. Mm. So, But they've been an interesting bean. I had asked when I got those seeds, I said, well, is this a pole bean or a bush bean? Oh, no, no, it's a bush bean. So the first year I planted them, I was under the expectation, you know, you got to have in your mind bush bean and, you know, what, how much spacing I would need and such. And I planted them just a little ways away. I think that year I planted them next to um, popcorn, just expecting that they'd be more ground cover. But uh, what I found is was another, it's just kind of an interesting aside with this bean. And maybe if a person were to do some work with the LOI and could do some selection, as I give these beans to friends and I tell them about its habit, I say, well, I call it an unruly bush bean. Hmm. So it has a very kind of a wandering trailing bush habit. So last year I put up a little bit of a trellis and about half of them wanted to crawl up and act like a pole bean. And the other half wanted to kind of hang out and be bush beans. I planted them with my uh, wasichu flint corn from mm. uh, Prairie Road Organic Seed. I was planting out some of that. So I'll see how they mm-hmm. get along. And like I said, what a person could do is if I do like the pole habit, I could start selecting those. So I was a bit surprised, but it's kind of nice to have that that variability there. So <laughs> this year in particular, I did a lot of stuff using very, very simple technology and sometimes not even a hole. Mm-hmm. Just using something that I would say would be very comparable to uh, a digging stick and just kind of very minimally disturbing the soil. I put in, you know, the the corn seed, the bean seed, and uh, a fabulous germination. Mm. So maybe we've just been doing way too much work all these years. Or maybe I can select for a seed that can be planted in such a fashion. So always my goal is to not, to do as little disturbance as possible in planting some of these annuals. So some of these that I've been doing what I suppose conventional I would call minimum till or or almost no till. Um, In those fields, I have a cover crop of red clover in there. And granted, there are some annual grassy type weeds in there Mm -hmm. too. But um, some of these I'm going to let, see if they can out compete. And then in other ones, I'm going to be doing some very, very site-specific mulching with them. So hmm. I'm going to see how little in one sense, how little I need to do with them and, yeah. and how much survival skill that some of these seeds have. So yeah. I'm really testing their limits this year. Would you seed select for the, the winners of, that survive? Certainly. The other thing I really liked about them is they, the yellow-eye beans dried very nicely hmm. in the pod, and it was such a nice, crisp pod it was really easy to just pop them yeah in the fall for seed saving Some and of those uh, are hard. Yeah, yeah they they get yeah kind of uh rubbery or they mm. just don't pop as nicely these had a very very uh crispy mm. like pot so that was another thing i thought that made seed saving and um and saving them for us very easy and enjoyable about the yellow eye so now sue is going to go through some of her seed saving and harvest techniques of this bean if i can i like to let the sun do the drying for me mm-hmm. and when i I guess this last year I was testing them, particularly the the few that were more pole-like in text uh, in their habit and were up on the wires. And 
when that pod was just, when it would pop. Because mm-hmm. the one thing I noticed, if you leave them too long, those shells, they, they have so, they're, they're so poppable that they'll pop and I'll, I would see beans on the ground. Mm. So I wanted them to be crispy, so to speak, so I could just pop those beans right out. But there mm-hmm. were some, and that might have been partly because some of those goats got in and decided they're really delicious too and start munching on those. Mm-hmm. But um, very yellow very bright, even though they were dry, the, mm-hmm. uh, the pod was very light in color. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like I said, just crispy. Almost like a, a faint yellow color. Yes. But that's part of it. There was one year when I was saving calypsos where, you know, you get so incredibly busy in the fall. I'd gotten some of those fall rains mm-hmm. and some of those beans that should have been harvested mm-hmm. and I got behind and they got rain on them. Then those pods became, they kind of got a a soggy and of course, and some of my beans got stained and such, Mm -hmm. but the, the pods and were a lot more difficult to work with because then they, yeah, the texture became a little bit kind of leathery and they didn't just like pop right out. I had to work a lot harder to get them out. Mm. So, I mean, even like if I put them in a gunny sack and and walked on them or, or did any of the different methods, the, the pod just wasn't popping open and releasing all those seeds. Mm. So I had left them too long. So I do know that there, there's a good time to get them. I don't want them too early, so I have to dry them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I can't wait too long either. So mm-hmm. got to make time. Seed saving should be, in one sense, purposeful. So not mm-hmm. just whatever's left. If you can get out there and purposefully do it, it's much yeah. better. And now Sue will go through her method on how she cooks down these beans. With the beans that I raise, I mean, I just use them like I would. I don't just buy kidney beans to make a hot dish or just pinto beans to cook chili. The beans, like the yellow eyes and the calypso beans, I make chili with these multicolored, funky-looking beans. But they have such a nice tooth appeal. Mm. I just love the way that they plump up in, in the cooking and keep that nice plump shape. So whoever I've served them to, and if they've noticed that they're a different kind of bean, they've all commented how nice that they are to eat. So mm. so do you soak beans before you cook with them? Or, or do you just kind of put them on the oven and let them go for a little longer? Uh, generally, I try to soak. So I know if I if I would like to have some sort of bean dish for, let's say, the, the noon meal the next day, I try to get them at least overnight. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even doing 24 hours of soak. But um, I do try to do the soaking method. Mm-hmm. I understand that it makes the nutrients in the beans even more available too, yeah. rather than quick cooking them. So that's what I try to do. And then generally when I'm cooking, um, I don't do a lot of oven cooking of beans, but um, a lot of times stovetop. But I don't just like to to turn on the flame and leave it. Um, To finish cooking beans, you can really save a lot of energy. What I found is like the way that some people quick soak their beans, you know, they'll boil it for two minutes and then let it set for two hours. Well, if these are soaked the night before, what I can do is like bring them up to a simmer leave the kettle on my pot, turn the heat off, and maybe just, well, I call it pulse cooking a couple of times, I can get beans cooked with, you know, I have a gas stove and it seems like the burner's hardly been on. Mm. So I think people have in their mind, oh, it's a bean, I'm going to have to have them boiling for hours, Mm. and really you don't have to. So I have found that to be a very successful method. Mm. So pulse cooking is what I call it. Great way to save on some your gas bills. That's what I'm trying to do. You got that big pot of water. It's going to stay hot for a while. That's right. And I usually use a very, very heavy kettle that's going to hold the heat. I've got one of those. uh, My favorite bean cooking pot on the gas stove, it's uh, one of those enameled cast iron pots. Mm. So it's very, very heavy. I mean, when it's 
Holds full it. of beans or bean soup or something. I mean, you can barely lift the thing, but it's uh, really is good for you get that thing heated and, and those beans will be cooking. So it's a good mm. passive method of cooking, mm. I think. So Great. Thanks for talking with us, Sue. Oh, it was great. That was Sue Wicca talking with us about her experience growing the yellow eye bean. Now, wasn't that a great idea, using that pulse heating to heat the pot up and not use as much gas? So one cup of these yellow eye beans makes approximately two and a half cups of cooked beans. These beans will hold their shape when cooked or can be blended down into a rich creamy base that is good dairy-free alternative to cream-based sauces, soups, and casseroles. And as Sue likes to make, a delicious chili. So I'm just curious, Zeke, what kind of health benefits does this bean have? Well, that's a great question, Tom. Let's see. Some nutrition highlights of the yellow-eyed bean from one cup is 255 calories, 16 grams of protein, which is very good, 44 grams of carbohydrates, and only 2 grams of fat, 18 grams of fiber. This bean is an excellent source of iron, magnesium, and folate, and a good source of calcium. So a good and healthy bean all around. When I'm in the garden, how am I supposed to know when my beans are mature and dried down enough to save and store? Well, that's another great question a lot of gardeners have. One simple way is to do the hammer test. Hammer test, hammer test the beans. Simply get out your hammer. When you think the bean is good and dried, ready for storage, give it a smash. If it bends, then it's not quite dry enough. If it breaks and shatters, it's dry enough. So when it does break and shatter, you know that it's ready for storage. So you could put your beans into a mason jar, but before you want to store them, you want to freeze them. Why do you want to freeze them? Evil weevil eggs. That's right, these bean weevils are granivores and typically infest various kinds of seeds and beans, living for most of their lives inside a single seed. Adults deposit eggs on seeds, then the larvae chew their way into the seed. So freezing the bean for five days kills these weevil eggs. After you take your beans out of the freezer, you can store them in a cool and dry place. Beans store from 5, 10, up to 30 years, if you could believe it or not. Well, that'll do it for this week's seed stories. Although we don't have the yellow-eyed bean in the North Circle Seeds catalog, we do have a similar bush bean called the Aricara yellow bean, so be sure to check it out at northcircleseeds.com. And remember folks, it all starts with a seed. Hammer test, hammer test the beans.